Hello. Hello. Who is this? If you tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. What's your favorite scary movie? Hello and welcome to this What Do You Want to Watch discussion of the Explosion Network's ranking of the Scream films. I'm your host, Ashley Hobley. Joining me today, Dylan Blight. Uh, I love stabbing people in the dark with my knife. Uh, stabbing people who am I once or twice? That's confession. We're going to use it later if we uh, if one of us ever ends up moving. <laughs> also joining us, Radio Watson's Buddy Watson. Hello. What's happening? Not much. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, it's actually Scream, so it's uh, fitting that I'm actually here. <laughs> <so>. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's not only just like my favorite scary movie, it's in my top five movies of all time. So, um, yeah, there you go. Spoilers. I love Scream franchise. Okay. What's your scary movie, favorite scary movie, Ashley Hobley? Bambi? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dylan? What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, it'll probably scream. It's okay. hard. Yeah. I'd say scream, yeah. Alright. The franchise, not necessarily the, the first movie. The franchise, yeah. It's okay. hard. Alright. Because technically, I'd say the movie that scared me the most is 14 and 08. That movie gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. Alright. Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about the Scream franchise. Uh, we've got an article up at Explosion.com breaking down our rankings of all the films. We've each ranked them 1 to 5 of the movies released so far. We haven't seen six yet, believe it or not. Uh, we've each given them points, so now highest one on our list gets five points, lowest one gets one point. You can fill out the best. And whoever gets the most points, obviously, is ranked highest. Uh, so, yeah. Any other overall thoughts of Scream before we jump into talking about each of these movies individually? Yes. I'll be massively shocked if Scream 1 doesn't pick up all maximum 15 points from us, and I'll be also as equally shocked as if Scream 3 doesn't pick up the lowest denomination of points <laughs> 3 that you can score amongst. Well, I just want to say, I actually don't know. I haven't seen the results yet, so I don't even know. If I'm no. coming into... Yeah, only yeah, Ash knows the results. I only so. know the results. Uh, also, should point out, I've only just watched these movies for the first time in the last week. <laughs> oh, except for Scream 1, which we did t- do a... Uh, what are we end up watching back on episode 51 of What Do You Want to Watch? If you want to go back and listen to that, where me which also featured me, which also <laughs> featured Buddy. Uh, Anytime we talk about Scream, get Buddy on. Yeah, <laughs> have to. So yes, let's let's jump into our discussion about our rankings of Scream movies, sitting at number five on our list. Scream three. California Women's Crisis Counseling. My name is Laura. How can I help oh, you? Laura, I do have a crisis. I've killed someone, Laura. Are you listening to me? Huh? Who is this? Just one question. Do you think it's over, Sydney? Do you? Whoever it is, is now taking credit for Marine Prescott's murder. But we know who killed Maureen Prescott. Billy Loomis and Stu Munker. I mean, they even told Sydney how they did it. Maybe there is a third killer. Guys, this was about cotton. We are not in any danger. We are not in any danger, says Candy, page 15. 
fuck is this? Somebody who killed to know where Sydney Prescott is. What do you know about trilogies? Well, I know about movie trilogies is that one. All bets are on. Ah, <gasps> uh, released. February 4th, 2000, directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson, starring Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Parky Posey, uh, Patrick Dempsey, Scott Foley, Lance Herrickson, Matt Kessler, Jenny McCarthy, Emily Mortimer, Dion Richmond, and Patrick Warburton. As bodies begin dropping around the set of Stab 3, a movie sequel based on the gruesome Woodsboro killings, Sydney and other survivors are once again drawn into a game of horror movie mayhem. Uh, with a budget of $40 million, it grossed $161.8 million, is ranked last on all of our lists. Buddy, why is this the your least favourite Scream movie? It's the least Scream movie that a Scream movie can be, and to be last on this list, I'd say, if it's any other list, usually from a director or kind of cast list or something like that that we would normally do franchise list if it's last it generally means i think that the movie's bad now is scream movie a bad movie i maybe there's a good argument that it is and you know i can shit on it all i want but really i think it's just a bad scream movie and i would watch scream 3 any day of the week if it was presented to me because there are still enjoyable things that i like about scream but the worst scream movie still beats a lot of the worst franchise movies in other horror franchises or, or generally other horror movies or franchise... Ah, sorry, non-horror movies or other franchise kind of rank, rankings as well. So even though it's the lowest on this list here, there's still things that I really enjoy about Scream. I think that just the rest of the franchise, particularly the, you know, the first one and the second one coming off as, as a great sequel, um, sets such a high bar that it's almost the expectation of those two films that make this a bit of a letdown. So... There's things that I love about it. I love Parker Posey. I think she's fantastic um, playing kind of Gail Weathers' character in the Stab film. Um, it is really funny. It's the, probably the funniest Scream movie, and I think there's a bit like, like a little bit of backlash um, around that time when it was released in 2000 because of um, school shootings and stuff. Cold, I think it was Cold Mine era. era. Um, there's a lot of rewrites mm-hmm. for this film as well. Uh, I think it was supposed to be a little bit dark. It has Jay and Silent Bob as cameos. It has Carrie Fisher as cameo. Um, it's really campy and that's good for some, some things that I, that I like. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of not why I like the Scream franchise. So still a lot of good things in it, but, um, not, not, not the best in, in the series. All right. Dylan, why is it the least, your least favorite Scream movie? Um, yeah, I would agree with what Buddy said. I would still watch this over a majority of other, like, sort of worst horror sequels it's still an enjoyable movie because i like the the franchise but the reason it's not as good is just because it just it feels off it feels like it's rushed it feels like it's being written as um as they're shooting it like the whole movie just has this weird feeling about it and i think that's to do with the columbine stuff and whatever else like the violence is toned down because of that and you can very obviously tell there's this huge like i don't mind the humor so much it's just there's no balance to the seriousness of what's happening as well i think the setup is fun like having the like a uh, uh, a screen movie set entirely around a a stab uh, like recording like on a hollywood lot and all that sort of stuff i don't even mind the 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 cameos and stuff because it it sort of makes it meta it's just i I feel like as all these elements come together do they come together well not really it's just uh, just there's something that just feels off about it and the villain 
the least forget the most forgettable of all the big reveals of any and scream movies after the first one they always like built upon two things how do they start and how do they end with the reveal like they're sort of like if the reveal isn't good and the opening to the movie isn't good it's it's sort of what's between doesn't even matter at that stage i feel so because they're the two things scream has going for it yeah, there's a, <clears throat> like three or four things that I really kind of narrow it down to why why I don't like it. Roman, the worst ghost face, and um, the only one where there's one ghost face reveal to date, and a very yeah. weak ghost face. Are we going spoilery in this? I can't remember. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. You haven't watched Scream franchise by now. <laughs> Wake up to yourself. Um, <laughs> and, and and then, right. so yeah, obviously Roman's a weak ghost face. The other thing I really don't like is the Maureen Prescott kind of t- um, storyline with this and whole whole like assault with, you know, Hollywood executives and taking advantage of her and, and all this kind of like abuse and everything, which is kind of funny. It's kind of you know, just not super funny, relevant. I, su- super it's relevant. weird it's super to watch in 2023. <laughs> yeah, and that it's like yeah. Miramax and kind of you know, the, the Weinstein's yeah. kind of up, up high. That. I really don't like that storyline, how it like delved into that and the kind of retconning it more in Prescott's story with them um, being like Roman being the stepbrother and everything. So, hated that. And yeah, the other thing that really pissed me off is the voice changer in this and how it can kind of manipulate everyone's it's magical. voices. It's like the most magical mm. thing of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, right. the movie predicted a lot of things. Harvey Weinstein and um, like AI, AI voice, tech, that'll <laughs> voice, just, tech, yeah. voice, yeah. Voice yeah. Tech. So really, when you think about it, it's, it's, it was ahead of its time. And yeah. what about you, Ash? You've watched uh, all all the all the films in the last week or so. So this is like you you got the freshest. Yeah, I got the freshest take. Uh, yeah, this one's not the weakest. Is definitely the weakest. Uh, like Dylan said, I think the key to any of these things is whether the reveal feels cool. And like works, and I, it really doesn't feel like it does in this. You're like, wait, there was just one person this entire time. He was got, he was in that in that studio set, and he was switching between the ghost face <laughs> suit and the like Maureen cot like blanket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that that like it doesn't make a lot of sense? Um, yeah, I guess it does make sense in that. You know, a lot of these trilogies, like, drop the ball in, on the third film. So, you know, it makes sense in regards that this being the third film, it is not as good as the other two. Uh, so, you know, it's very historic in that point. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think it uh, missed Randy, you know? It did, you know, sure, he makes a cameo uh, from the dead, explaining trilogies uh, and the third movie rules and that kind of stuff. Um, I did feel like the, who the killer was going to be was maybe telegraphed, like... It's like, oh, she, he's definitely going to be, like, Sydney's half-brother or something like that. Like, uh, purely based on, like, obviously the, all the, the Hollywood uh, assault stuff. And then you're like, oh, okay, it did me. Although, I, I did think it was going to be Patrick Dempsey, so, I mean, <laughs> it did surprise me a little bit. It's a red herring. The, the other big factor I, I, in Scream 3 is um, that in the previous two, they make a lot of references and... The, the 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 meta poking itself is like poking itself at the rules at the horror genre itself mm. and yeah. uh, the rights and the wrongs on the tropes. In this, it doesn't do that. It, the only thing it pokes it's, po- pokes fun at is Hollywood, but then it also pokes fun at the Scream movies in the form of stab movies. So it's almost poking fun at a fake metaverse. So it's not like it doesn't hit as much for me as like you know don't run up the stairs or don't look outside or who, you know ask who's calling. Um, I will say that I sort of, in a bubble where they didn't make four or five, 
Um, I still like the the ending. Like, even though I find it very weird that Patrick Dempsey's in that house at the end, and he's like, it's like "Were you that close that you just invited to hang out?" Like, it's very weird. But the general vibe, like, just the general thing where she leaves the door open and all that, and she feels safe. I feel like it was a it was at least a nice for what at the time was supposed to be the end of this trilogy. Um, yeah, she she feels safe and everything. So it almost felt too nice, you know. Yeah, With but I appreciate they didn't do a. I appreciate they didn't do a bullshit, like, typical horror movie thing where it's like, she's like, oh, it's safe. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, someone who goes face, yeah, like, grabs and just the, that typical thing. Yeah. Great. Also, we'll say that the 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 house was, like, the most kind of boring set piece. <laughs> Ending set piece. It's a house with a bunch of hidden mazes and doors and shit. Haunted house. Yeah. Although the mirror thing where she's trying to, uh, Parker poses behind the mirror. She can't say anything. Mm. Do we just shoot them all out? <clears throat> I love that. I actually love. I, I, it's so dorky because I, I make fun of how silly the movie is, but I actually love the scene when they're in the house and um, they're waiting for the facts to come through, and old mate runs back in and he dies from the rewrite. <laughs> everyone explodes and they go down here. Like yeah. that's so dumb, but that's like <laughs> the kind of level of dumb that I can get on board with. All right. Any other final thoughts on Scream Three? Yeah, Parker Posey is amazing. She is the silliest thing in the movie, but she understands how silly it is. Nev Campbell as Sydney doesn't get that the movie is silly, and she's like straight facing it. And she's like, it's almost like a tug of war between those two characters to see who can ground and who can make the movie the silliest. And that's the only kind of reason why it semi works in particular scenes either way any other scene where it doesn't work where it's trying to be serious and it's not serious or it's trying to be funny and it's not funny is because that tug of war is out, out of balance buddy do you know what Patrick Dempsey's favourite scary movie is I don't know what is it it's his life <laughs> there you go <laughs> fucking hell uh, alright <laughs> number four in our list Scream 2 Two Windsor College students were murdered last night during a sneak preview of the new movie, Stab. It's starting again, Randy. This has nothing to do with us. Randy, a guy in a ghost mask hacked up two people in the movie theater telling our life story. Hi, Gail Weathers, author of The Woodsboro Murders. Do you think the killer will strike again? We have no evidence that this is a serial killer. It's a classic case of life imitating art, imitating life. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Do you think someone's trying to duplicate Woodsboro? It looks like it. I think you have a copycat on your hands, Chief. Hello? Hello, Sydney. Remember me? What do you want? I want you. It's showtime. are everywhere. There is some freaked out psycho trying to follow in Billy Loomis's footsteps. You probably already know. Directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson, starring Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jamie Kennedy, Laurie Metcalf, Jerry O'Connell, Elsie Neal, Timothy Oliphant, Jada Pinkett, and Leave Schreiber. When two college students are murdered in a sneak preview of Stab, a movie based on the events from the first film, it's clear a copycat killer is on the loose. Sydney and Gal, as well as fellow survivors Deputy Dewey and Randy, have to find out who was behind this new murder spree before they all end up dead. Uh, on a budget of $24 million, it made $172.4 million. This is ranked fourth on all three of our lists. Dylan. Horror movies just made bank in the day, didn't they? Just hearing those budget numbers Lies. and what they got. They were <laughs> ever reliable, just pumping out for low money. Get, get the income That's James back. Wan at the moment, though. 
That's James Wan with like Insidious and stuff. I feel like he's the only one who can do the same sort of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, Scream Two. Three is literally the only one I have any like major like proper criticisms about. Yeah, really. I I feel like the rest of the Scream movies, I'm like these are all bangers. So um, the it just does what a perfect sort of follow up would do in a in a Scream universe. It's it it both moves the franchise forward while at the same time doing what the first one did and looking at horror movie sequels what, what do they do what most horror movie sequels usually go wrong like here's the i love the, the getting into the rules the sudden like moving um uh sydney into the whatever i don't know how the schools work in america uni college whatever college yeah fucking i don't know it's confusing um changing that all up having the 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 reveal at the end with um the the two characters i think it was like this perfect tie-in of just uh timmy elephant's just like this amazing weird dude <laughs> like just yelling and stuff and it sort of fits in perfectly for the franchise when you've the original two killers are just crazy dudes and um the the mother reveal i think fits i still think is a really cool just way to tie it all into the first film and everything um going back to i uh bringing in um what's his name leave shriver that's an actor yeah bringing in leave shriver after his like what f- two two three seconds from the first movie when he's on like tv or whatever like having him come back and do a full role now I- again like i feel like this movie grabs every little thread that was introduced in the first one and does really well in both building upon those in a serious way with the characters while also still poking fun at and pulling apart the horror movie sequel um stereotypes and and how these things usually go down the road so uh really great kills bang up soundtrack i recently found out that they dewey's theme is used enough it was actually from a different movie but that's fine is uh yeah fun fact for you buddy thoughts on scream 2 so good um the opening kill is just amazing like how do you ramp up the surprise of killing off drew barrymore who's across all the marketing materials and like a bit of a red herring almost like a la psycho and yeah just the the whole movie thing the meta narrative of like this is the first time we see stab outside of being referenced in who's going to play me in the movie um with tori spelling and that joke made in the first one and tori spelling's actually (laughs) in that and david schwimmer so i like how that's kind of a uh, a thread that's continued in on here um i like that there, there's i guess a female killer in this as well with uh billy's mum, and it's almost like a harken back to other horror tropes like friday the 13th well it's a reverse um, yeah because obviously in the first film the question at the start of the film is like who killed who was the killer in friday the 13th yes you that's wrong. right so then, and it's then reverse, um, yeah. obviously also psycho even though that's kind of norman that's Bates, you know, dressing as as mother um that's pretty cool. Uh, I also like, like, number one, there was Billy's motive, which was kind of, from memory, the, the movies, like, the movies made me do it, or the media, and then Stu's like, what's he going to say, peer pressure? Uh, and in this, it's <laughs> almost, I, I like the idea that um, Timothy Oliphant's character, who I cannot remember his name right now. Oh, why am I doing that? Max? Is it Max? Oh, my God. All the characters have like three letters. It's Mickey. Mickey. It's Mickey. I'm an idiot. Um, <clears throat> I like his the idea that he wanted to get caught and kind of become infamous from it. So that that was pretty mm. cool. He he'd never really had the idea that he was going to be like go out and guns blazing or or that kind of stuff. So again, interesting timing. This right before <laughs> the Columbine stuff that we mentioned, like and, and using he that looks, excuse. 
Yeah, and especially on, on kind of school campus or whatever. He is an absolute psychopath in this. He just has that serial killer look the same as what Skeet Ulrich did as well. <laughs> yeah. um, that Just that crazy hair. You know, he just got serial killer look you know, written all over him. Um, they killed off a main character with Jamie Kennedy's character as well, Randy. Um, so, you know, before they were the big three, I guess, continuing to go through the, the through line of the franchise, they were a big four and um, killing him off, which is the best character. Um, yeah, I thought that was... That was that was ballsy. The red herrings are once again with uh, Jerry O'Connell and the kind of kind of the defensive wound. Yeah, you've got Sarah Michelle Gellar there, who's you know I know what he did last summer. Buffy, just an awesome cast, just a, just a great sequel. The yes. only thing I don't like about it is probably like all the um <clears throat> like the when she's doing the play and it's like the you know she's having those visions and they're setting up the. The ghost face and having an anxiety sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah. all that stuff which is in the play, um, I could go without. But uh, yeah, it's not, not not too bad. The one of the most freakiest scenes in this is when they have the car crash and she has to crawl over his body and she's like debating like pulling off the mask and then she looks back and oh, man, that's so good. That was it. That's the when I watched this when I was a kid. That car scene was the one that like made me want to fast forward. <laughs> too ten- too tense. Like just too, like my heart rate. <laughs> Yeah, I obviously I really enjoyed this one as well. I think, um, yeah, the, from here they're all bangers. They're all really good. Uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate that four does not go into one or two spots. Something has to be at four. Um, yeah, I think going in pretty much blind on this one, I did not expect all these <laughs> prominent '90s actors to show up. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> Jerry Collins in this. Oh my god, Timothy Oliphant. Oh my God, this is a big Chicago. franchise, Ash. Like- I, I know yeah, it's to you, maybe it feels like this franchise just got rebirthed with uh, yes. the most recent one, but this franchise was big in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it made $170 million. Uh, but, like, uh, right from the opening, and, like, them murdering two people, like, pretty much in a crowd uh, is mental. And, like, <laughs> I don't think any... I you know, I've never been to a press screening that's like the environment in that stab movie, but you know, <laughs> maybe, <that's, laughs> maybe I'm gonna shut the fuck up, like sit down, <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ, watch a movie, you know, yeah, um, yeah, I think really interesting, like you said, that car scene was super tense. I will say they like lingered on the 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 police officer's gun for a very long time, and then they didn't. I thought she was gonna go back and grab it. <laughs> never does. Come on, Sydney. <laughs> The gun was right there. You could have shot her in the head. Well, him, I don't know which one was which at that point. Um, uh, yeah. I think at the, in the moments, I didn't love the Billy Loomis mother reveal. I'm like, what? This, this seems like uh, tying it back for the sake of tying it back. But, but with a bit of time, I think I'd appreciate like the homage probably more than anything else. Uh, yeah, like Buddy also said, like the whole acting thing seems very left field for sydney after the first movie you're you're treating her like she's this sole survivor and now she wants to be an actress that just doesn't seem like something that would actually happen <laughs> uh it is gr- gratefully it's something they don't go down the road of in any of their films um i like sydney's hair in this too there you go. I just, I just, yeah, just thinking about three, like, yeah. with um, Gail and Courtney Cox's bangs, which are just hideous, and uh, her hair in three, uh, Sydney's hair in three, and how that's kind of super shortish. I think everyone's hair in three is the worst. The worst, yeah. But, um, yeah, Sydney, oh, Sydney, I like her in this. 
The short hair. Short hair. <laughs> short hair Sydney. Let's go. All right. It was like part of, it, the other thing that's interesting is obviously this came out 12 months after the first movie. Almost to the day. Bang out. Bang out. You know, which is, uh, you know, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, they're about to. They don't do that anymore, as it says, with Scream 6 about to come out almost one year and two months after Scream 5. One year, two months, you know? That extra two months was a big difference, Mm. you know? (laughs) Uh, Any other final thoughts on Scream 2? Yeah, I just want to say that um, one of my favourite things from this is nothing like it could just fit into a comedy movie. It's just the conversation about movie sequels never being as good as the originals. It's like just yeah. such a, one of those all-time just classic. I remember watching that and just like having that feeling as a kid like, I wish I had like classes like this where I could just talk about like movies. movies yeah. jo- with stuff, Joshua like- Jackson, speaking of um, yeah, was- yeah, famous 90s yeah. what? actors. Yeah. <laughs> this is completely unnecessary character. <laughs> Uh, is it a cameo? He's just an actor. It's not a cameo. It's just he's a, at the time he's not a big dude. It's just is he in one of the just, biggest shows? Of, of he was the kid from the Mighty Ducks. No, a lister. <laughs> Dawson's fucking Creek. Yeah, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Uh, Produced and created by Kevin Williamson. I wasn't. Oh, okay. See, then there's the tie-in. Did, yeah, I didn't, didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. Fake fan. Surprised then all the other Dawson's Creek people didn't show up in the other movies. True, and they should have killed all Kevin of them. Kevin Williamson didn't write them. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even die. That's You're right, he should have died. He would have been great to kill off. Bring him back. Yeah, fuck yeah. Forget forget yeah. uh Kirby. I do love also love yeah. the best <laughs> moment of like her deciding not to rescue Jerry O'Connell. You know, because she is concerned that he's the killer. Yeah, well. Yeah, I love fair. that. And then you know flashbacks to one. It's like it makes no sense that he would be the killer, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 um it's just like PTSD and throwback because uh, Billy has the same defensive wound on his arm, right? When he when he comes yeah. back in into the house, so that's a, yeah. that's a good touch. That's why she looks at him and is like, "Nope, <laughs> like I've been through this before." <laughs> yeah. I don't love you that much. Uh, <laughs> all right, third film on our list. Now we get into the to the interesting part. Well, so now we get the interesting choices. Number three. Screen. 2022. Hello? It's happening. Three attacks so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Something about this one just feels different. Samantha? I'm, I know who you are. I've been through this. A lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready? For this? Never. Oh, stop. Wait, wait, wait. There's certain rules to surviving. The attacks were all on people related to the original killers. Whatever his link is to our past, it's pulled us all back here. I won't sleep until he's in the ground. There you go. Uh, directed by Matt Bettinelli, Olfen, and Tyler Gillette. Written by Guy Busick and James Vanderbilt. Starring Melissa Pereira, Carl Gallner, uh, Mason Gooding, Mikey Madison, Dylan Minnette, Jenna G- Ortega, Jack Quaid, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Sonia Amar, Heather Mat- Matazaro, Roger L. Jackson, Marley Shelton, 
Skeet Ulrich, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Nev Campbell. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Originally released January 14th, 2022. Uh, on a budget of $24 million, it made $140 million uh, in you know the wake of COVID and cinemas not making much money. Dylan and I both ranked it number three on our lists. Buddy, you ranked it number two. Why is it your second favorite screen movie? Um, probably because of the things that it does differently to four that didn't irk me as much as as what it does in four. But they're very very close. On any given day, they could swap them over. Okay. Um, we'll speak about four in a minute, I guess, and and the things that or I'd two like minutes. Changed or, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, we, we won't. Um, things I love about Scream 5 and the reboot. Uh, is it the best movie? You know, a lot of people saw this and like, you know what? Nah, Scream's eh now, which um, I didn't I didn't really get. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, being a Scream fan, they kind of put any... Mostly they put it out and it's just not Scream 3. I'm going to eat it up. Um, the things that they do really well in this uh, is establishing the new characters and the whole reviving a, almost a Randy character. Um is is great and having that that's something i really liked from the scream tv show you had noah and audrey and they had that relationship there with the, the podcast it was almost like randy split into two characters and how, how they fared um the thing they do here is great the homage to scream one with their opening uh, and jenna ortega i thought was going to get wiped out but she actually lives uh, that's fantastic we get the flashbacks to um billy's character being the daughter of billy and i think once again, this is something a, was a brave decision. I didn't know how I felt watching it at the time, but the, on more reflection, I really enjoyed that that was kind of an arc. Um, and then, yeah, the the killers are fantastic at the end. The reveal is awesome. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, I think I feel I really feel like the new characters get the shine once again, and the fact that they all live and get to kind of progress into the the next one um, is fantastic. And yeah, killing off uh, Dewey. Oh, heartbreak. That that hospital scene was fantastic. Things that Scream 4 lacked in straight-up violence kills and Scream 3 lacked in just being like a little bit slapstick and, you know, being, being a bit funny. Um, they brought back those kind of tense moments. The day kill was fantastic and the, and the you know, intensity that was the build-up to that. Um, the whole hospital scene as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I love about... Um, uh, the latest scream and the, the 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 motive in this once again is not linked back to maureen prescott or the original screams it's to do with the scream fandom and this was al- almost the ending of scream 3 i think it was rewritten like kevin williamson had that idea that it was going to be this as the ending with like some toxic fans that didn't want the franchise to be stuff so I'm, I'm glad that they kind of brought that back around and put it into scream five when it was initially going to be in scream three and the idea and of you know the whole ryan johnson stuff um you know, stab six and ruining the franchises and the meta joke that's why it's that, the, like, this, that's why i got downgraded because of that joke <laughs> yeah and, and toxic reddit commenters and fan fiction and wanting to like rewrite their own movie not happy with that i just yeah and kind of um you know, them meeting on the forums and kind of molding her or whatever. Uh, yeah, just, there's so many good things. The, the meta stuff hits on the next level. They break the mold with the opening kills. Uh, I love Scream 4. Uh, Scream 5, sorry. Dylan. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> um, was number three on your list? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was one of my favorite movies. It made my top 10 last year, obviously. So, yeah, really, really, again, we're, we're, we're pulling it here, so I don't dislike any of these yep. movies. Um, 
really, yeah, the the thing that stood out to me the most watching this for the first time was the the opening and that Jenna surviving. I was like, okay, like <laughs> you you can do that. Like <laughs> that's allowed to be a thing. Um, and then that scene where they just go and make fun of the whole like tying it into not only just calling the movie Scream. And then just doing this whole conversation about these legacy sequels, angry fanboys online complaining <laughs> about Star Wars and whatever else. I was like, F- I just thought it was the funniest fucking conversation I'd heard in a movie for a while. Because I'm like, man, they get it. <laughs> like, it's, it's just because, it, and it just makes me wonder, like, how many people watching this and like are those people and they just don't really like have enough self awareness to realize that what's going on. Um, the other funniest thing to me about this movie is in a world where they're sort of like pointing out how dumb sort of Star Wars and some of these things go with the fanboys and whatever, that they managed to do what Star Wars Rise of Skywalker wished it could do. They have a main <laughs> character who's like um, the daughter of a big villain and then asking all these questions about does your lineage, uh, you know, make you who you are and whatever else. But this movie does it because it's in there from the start and compared to Star Wars where they just tacked it on in the third film. Like, yeah, what is Palpatine. Like, <laughs> Sam, he somehow returns. Sam's in the movie. He's like, "Who's my dad?" She's yeah. like, "You're Sam. Sam Skywalker." <laughs> Sam, Sam Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking imagine it would be terrible. Um. Yeah. I love the, the. Yeah. But I think the 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 reason this movie resonates with so many people is because it, it brought back Scream with a m- focus primarily on new cast, and it done what legacy sequels do well. Like right. Um. Force Awakens did this well as well, if you want to, like, bring back in Star Wars, where that movie, at least that one, did use the legacy characters to help push the new characters and introduce them. And at the end of Force Awakens, they left at a place of, like, okay, like... Yeah, nearly. And they're, they're left at a place where they could sort of run their own movie in, in a in a sequel. Uh, this movie does the same sort of thing where I feel like, oh, the legacy characters, Dewey's just sort of the Han Solo coming along for this ride where the, the main character, and he dies as well as Han Solo. Um, <laughs> they are both, uh, but the, the main cast are all really good and really interesting. And although some of them have those same sort of feelings and like, you know, like, oh, they're sort of this movie's version of this character from the original. They're all different enough that stand out and they make you care about them when they actually die or potentially could die and um and then you know when you see a trailer for the new one that's about to come out obviously and you, you see that they're all the ones who survived returning you're like oh yeah great like you, you you're not like oh fuck that character like you you're glad to get to spend some more time with them so yeah really really good yeah i obviously really enjoyed it as well i think uh, i'd love their take on the re-sequel or legacy sequel or that whole conversation and pretty much the the mirroring of Randy, uh, into the extent where she's watching that, watching Stab, and <laughs> it's almost like in the same clothes, yeah, pretty much, almost the exact same things happening. Um, that's really enjoyable. I love. I-, I feel like this one cemented for me that what I loved about the first, the series so far has kind of been the relationship between, between Dewey and Gale, which I feel is the real core of the movie. Sure, you know Sydney's been, you know. <laughs> Front and center, but you know it was about Gale and Dewey, their love story over the five, the five movies, and then obviously falling apart, coming back together slightly for a moment, uh, and then you know him dying. This was super brutal and like, uh, yeah, pretty devastating. That whole hospital sequence, right from the moment she gets out of bed, incredible. Um, I will I will say I was very surprised that Jenna Ortega was in the start of the movie because obviously. I haven't seen it, but I've seen her in the trailers. I'm like, what? 
She's getting stabbed like six, seven times. How's she? She's gonna survive this. She's some sort of some sort of zombie. Is this kind of? Is this some 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 sort of meta thing where uh, she's filming a version of stab or something? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but even that opening That's sequence and like, talk, yeah, even even the like her talking about elevated horror and stuff. It's like such a such a thing compared to modern a modern uh, horror sensibility. Uh, her loving the Babadook and not caring about any of these stab movies at all. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the reveal, really cool. Uh, I enjoyed a Jack Quaid kind of playing against p- type, I guess. Because, uh, you know, he's been the super likable person in pretty much everything that he's kind of been in. Um, so for him to turn out to be the killer... Was really good. I think well, maybe the only major gripe is like, hey, what? It's kind of weird that what out of the core group that we see at the start of the film, like only two die <laughs> out of that out of that main uh, group of new characters. Well, I guess three. Yeah, one of them's I killer. Mean, what, yeah. Four, I guess, if you include Jack Quaid. <laughs> so, so like the biker dude dies. Yeah, but they kill a they kill a legacy character. Come on. Yeah, they do. Well, I guess they kill like, two. Yeah. You know? They killed Dewey and they killed Sydney. Is she in the sequel? No, she died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they killed the, the the new sheriff who was in the number four. So it's a, char- a legacy character, I guess. Um, yeah, that was all super. It was super enjoyable. I think the like you said, the date kill was really well done, and like the build up of the tension of him just wandering through that house for like a good ten minutes. Just million one bake outs on <laughs> typical horror reveals of the fridge door closing and the killer being there and stuff like they just do it so many times and every time you're watching it for the first time you're just like this one will be it this yeah. one will be it this one will be it and they never do it <laughs> there's people the giggling thing. in our like in our screening like, yeah oh. my turn, I remember watching it and they were like oh and then like there'll be nothing and you're just here like oh, oh. <laughs> like oh, you got me like <laughs> and then they're like oh ah oh, oh, you got me again. <laughs> I think this one was more gruesome and more bloody than maybe the other ones as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Number four is pretty gruesome as well, but um, yeah, this one and four are the most violent. I'd say out of all, I would say this one's more violent. Four is a little bit more cartoony, like in a, in some of its kills and that kind of stuff. Like this one, he shoves a knife through Dominic's throat. Like, I don't think I've seen a knife when you like that before. <laughs> pretty brutal. Uh. And also, like he that his shower scene is a very nice reversal of like all the shower scenes from the all <laughs> the stab movies. So yeah, that was really enjoyable. I do love or like the inclusion of Billy Loomis and it, him being a hallucination in Sam's head, even though the the digi-aging technology is not fantastic. Uh, it, it does a solid enough job to do for what's required. Um, I thought it was fine. I don't think like, and I do think it leaves a very interesting point in which. The movies could go forward, and we'll probably talk about that towards the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. The one thing I want to touch on that I think it does really well is establish Sam and Tara as like this, you know, they are sisters or half-sisters or whatever it's established that they are, um, but like not having a great relationship, but almost having that by the end of it, like brought together through joint trauma, trauma <laughs> and, and almost mirroring like Sydney and Gail's relationship through the franchise and how they, you know, didn't really like each other because of the coverage of her mom and everything but they've almost got this like sisterhood themselves 
um, yep. through living through that together. Uh, yeah, just like how that's kind of parallels. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other final thoughts on Scream 2022? No, I love Ray, how they you- still do the 90s credit scene. I still just just like the make they make sure to do the the names on everyone like that all the screen movies do. I was really I was coming for some reason when I sat down and watched this last year, I was like, fuck, they better not get rid of the classic like sort of nineties screen yeah. credit sequence, but then no, I kept it. No, it's coming <laughs> back between this and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yes. Still <laughs> N- naming a character Wes, killing him off, and oh, then, yeah. uh, having an in-movie party for Wes as a celebration of Wes Craven was fantastic. And once again, another banger soundtrack with Salem Watts as the closing credits, and then 070 Shake with Guilty Conscience uh, setting up the party scene, um, established kind of what the vibe is in modern times with mu- music and, and what they would listen to now, kind of what they had back with Youth of America with Bird Brain from number one. So another good use of uh, contextual music. All right. Also, I want to shout out to um, Mikey Madison because uh, um, she gets burnt in this, and she gets burnt in once once per time in um, Hollywood. So. Yeah, her career's on fire. Her career's on fire. Oh. All right, number two on our list. Here we go. Scream Four. Here is my Woodsboro Massacre anniversary question. What is your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? One generation's tragedy is the next one's joke. What is your favorite scary movie, man? I'll show you. This week marks the anniversary of the infamous Woodsboro murders. Local celebrity victim, Sydney Prescott, chose to return to her hometown. Welcome home, Sydney. Watch the preview of coming events. What do you want? Who is this? He's trying to do ghost face. I'm standing. patterning his murders after the original movie it's time for someone new to die hashtag save the cheerleader (laughs) (laughs) released april 15th 2011 directed by wes craven written by kevin williamson starring nev campbell david arquette courtney cox ember roberts hayden pentonary anthony anderson allison brie adam brody rory colkin royal jaffe eric knudson mary mcdonnell marley shelton nico tortorella and Roger L. Jackson. It's been many years since the Ghostface Killer cut a deadly path through the town of Woodsboro in order to get through the over the trauma of those horrific events. Sydney Prescott has written a self-help book. She returns to Woodsboro for her book tour and reconnects with her old friends Gal Weathers and Sheriff Dewey. However, Sydney's arrival also sparks the return of Ghostface, putting Sydney and everyone she loves in danger. On a budget of $40 million, it only raked in $97.2 million. This was number three on Buddy's list. This was number two on my list. This was number one on Dylan's list. Dylan, why is it your favorite Scream movie? I've long, ever since I've watched this, when 2011 or whatever it came out, I remember coming home from cinema just, like, ecstatic, thinking this was the, oh, like, they've done it. Like, they've, they've made a sequel that not only is at least as good as, maybe better, and as time passed, I slowly accepted that I, I, I think this is a better screen movie. Just, just than the first one. Um, 
And I thought it was so ahead of its time, and I still stand by that, like, over 10 years later. I, I think the... I just think the use of this plot around a killer just wanting fame and, like, uh, social, being obsessed with, like, so, so social media infamy and, you know, all these sorts of things, I swear they could just make this exact same story now with, like, and they're just filming it live streaming on TikTok and it still just works. Like, I, I just think that the, the characterization was just maybe a bit too <laughs> ahead of its time. But, um, yeah, I, I like also how that this... So, this one coming at mid 2000s, where at the point of you know, so they come back to this one. They're like, okay, so what are horror movies now? Like, what are we, what are we looking at? What's big? What's big in the cinemas at this time? It's it's Hostel, it's Saw, it's all these big shock horror movies. You know, where it's just mostly about the kills. And um, although they don't go for the same level of gore here, they try and do this thing where every kill is just sort of ridiculously over the top. So people falling from ten foot story buildings and whatever else like they're trying to like they at the time it was the goriest uh, like and again i don't know if this one i feel like this one and um five are just equally sort of i know the most bloody out of both all the franchise so but at the time they purposely tried to make this more bloody because it's like that's what people want that's what you know people want this shock factor thing it's not actually about the kills it doesn't matter about the characters anymore it's just people want fucking violence because that's what was that's what was ruling the cinemas at the time um i love emma Roberts in this I lo- especially once you get the reveal at the end she i think she's just this fantastic fucking psychotic <laughs> little p- bitch she is like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, to be completely honest she's a she's a little bitch but like it's this perfect <laughs> way she um plays it i think and the swerve like yeah again like the first time watching this and after that you think everything's fine they go to the hospital and you have this reveal you're like holy shit she just killed sydney like what the fuck like is this like how is this gonna happen like and then yeah when it like cuts to the hospital and you have that cut dewey's like talking to her and then you know like oh they they may think she's pulled through and you're like oh god like and you you sort of your heart rate picks up as you can tell that um hers does because she like for different reasons you're like oh good sydney survived but also oh fuck sydney may die yet yet like let's see how this comes through so um yeah i love all the characters again like obviously um kirby's a sort of become a, a odd fan favorite i think it's just because people like she's just i don't like what's it is there like a stereotype for just like cool girl character i feel like that's what she just fits into like there's there's nothing in this that makes her like stand out a lot other than she dresses cool she has a cool haircut she acts cool she talks to, she, to she the knows guys her shit. She, she knows her shit like i like yeah so um, I, i'm down with her coming back but it's nothing about like a character it's just She's a cool girl. And everyone's like, just wants her to come back for that that reason, I think. So, um, but yeah, there's a little bunch of other people in this. So I think I like, um, I can't remember, the, the sheriff or the deputy in this one where you have to do it. Like, I think she was a really good introduction, obviously, prior to her coming back for the next one. Um, Adrian Brody, I really like in this too, because he's just Adam. absolutely hopeless. Sorry, Adam uh, Brody, uh, alongside. Can you um, imagine if it was Adrian? <laughs> yeah, imagine if it was Adrian Brody. <laughs> alongside, um, what's his name? Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Um, Cool. There's a lot of, yeah, just uh, the opening to this movie too is, is I don't know. The first opening to Scream 1 literally gave me because it's, it's, it's classic. Scream 1 is classic. You will never beat it. This is my favorite opening second to, to Scream 1 though, just because I remember sitting there watching it and yeah, I got whiplash like the first time watching it. Be like, what am I like? Am I watching fucking Scream or am I watching Scary Movie? Because it felt, it just felt like sort of ridiculous, which I guess was the point, but um, I think it's really, really fun. So. Uh, yeah, I I just think this movie meta commentary to me is the the best, like social and on movies uh, itself. So, yeah. All right, buddy, 
Scream 4's opening is the worst of the franchise. It sucks. Whoa! Um, the, like you said, the whiplash, the kills, uh, and then th- like watching the movie within the movie and having like it's 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 dumb. It, it doesn't have some cool commentary. Yeah, sure, it does, but um, I feel like it's like commentary for the sake of commentary without implementing the smart as what it could be previously done. And you think about all the other opening kills we had, even taking five into a factor. I think just there's she didn't even kill him in five. <laughs> Yeah, the start, like the start, like you said before, Dylan, the, the start and the end. The screen movies, like they're so kind of have big expectations of what they are. I feel like this was just could have been something way, way better. And before, like talking about Kirby as a character, yeah, she has all these cool traits and everything. But I feel like as a performance, she is like a cut above everyone else. And some of the dialogue in this feels so weird and stilted and like it's just read read off a page whereas like hayden penitary with how she performs it not just her character but the way she does her line delivery but then also her her non um non-verbal and and way she's like looking or um i think she's just fantastic i think she like owns every scene that she's in so the only thing part i really don't like is the opening and that's probably why it falls back to kind of eh, four and five maybe i Maybe that's just the one one thing, but they could swap on any given day because, um, like you're saying before, I love the whole idea of like bringing in the streaming element. Um, it's in line with kind of that period, the, that era's YouTube, Vine, kind of using the internet to become famous, the killer kind of live streaming kills. Um, Jill and having like, like that being the motive and being the, have, have the infamy and wanting to survive and be the, you know, almost like, okay, cool, I want to be the final girl and using that as a motive to be a serial killer. Just, I think it's just, awesome um and yeah it's super gory as well which is something that we see in number one with the opening kill with casey um with you know organs wrapped around her and stuff we get a little bit more creative kills uh here and there but i think that goes away from a little bit of that in number three so it's almost like a return to seeing that element of of gore and violence um and then yeah it's just uh just quite good yeah i enjoyed this one a lot Lots of fun meta commentary. My tag on opening, it was enjoyable, but obviously it was an interesting twist on what they'd done the last couple of opening movies, you know, opening kills, you know, made it feel a bit different. Obviously setting up also how big this stab franchise has kind of been and also kind of setting the road for it to have been like, oh, this franchise has gone gone off the road. (laughs) When the, the seventh movie opens with them watching the sixth movie, that's kind of... Uh, I mean, too, we find out in Scream 5 that was it, they're talking about Scream 8 or whatever, where they go to space or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you don't you get to kill six people in the first opening, I guess. You know, it's, it's a good way to work it. And obviously, it's interesting to see the people who they were cast. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my god, that's Chris and Bell and Anna Paquin. That's so weird. You're it's in funny looking movie. back now, it's almost a meta commentary on how shit the Fast and the Feet. F- Furious franchises and how that's deteriorated over age, and they're going to end up in space. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah, I love. Obviously, the the highlight is obviously Emma Roberts' reveal of like her being behind kind of everything. Um, or even like uh, Rory Culkin's character, like revealing his a killer as well. I guess, uh, and obviously him, him having the thing with uh, Kirby the entire time, and she saves him, and then she. He stabs it in the chest like a fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but then yeah the whole sequence of obviously she kills uh Emma Roberts kills Rory uh and then I think the thing that really sold it for me was her going Are through the process of staging it <laughs> Which Cheryl I don't think Edward anybody Norton in Fight Club. No, yeah. because every other film they're like, "Oh, we're gonna st- we're gonna set it up to make it look like you'd perform the murder and everything," but they never get to that point. <laughs> but now she gets she gets to the point of like almost pulling it off, almost getting away with it. Um, just her doing the 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 through the glass table, you know. She would have got away with it. It's like <laughs> if, if if only wasn't for, a uh, not kid. a meddling kid. Uh, <laughs> Which actually brings me to the other point that uh, this one kind of sets Sydney up as like an action star. <laughs> like she's running to that house. Last time we saw her, she's like running away. Yeah, running away, locking herself in. This one, she's barging into that house trying to get that ghost face. It's like very different Sydney to the one we saw at the end of or in three. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting, uh, and also how that weirdly. Her story kind of weirdly mirrors the the story of Halloween and the of um Jamie Lily Curtis's character, where she also was in a lock herself in, like kind of kind of turned of herself into an action star. Um Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But yeah. Obviously the killer reveal and like uh her final death as well of being electrocuted <laughs> and then shot in the head because you, of course you have to be shot in the head. After they come back. They always come back. Come back. Even though she was full on smoking her brains out. Yeah, uh, even before that, her eye was like fully like bloodied up and shit. No, I mean, Doesn't matter. Hospitals are alright. Also, I don't believe any hospital is ever that quiet where someone can just sneak around like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're very busy and overcrowded. No visitors <laughs> From- after certain hours, you know? Yeah, but you know, somebody would hear. Alright. Any other thoughts on Scream 4? No. I love the I just like the again the the you you, you get two characters who are the the movie dudes this time which is makes mm. for a fun thing so you get the the medic the medic commentary on sequels and whatever else yeah. which I feel is fun and I, I enjoy this movie swerve of cuz it they're like they make out like it's an actual reboot uh of the franchise and I guess coming into it you think it maybe is going to be a reboot of the franchise and they're like oh it's following the the kills and whatever else but it's not it's up until the the barn scene where they suddenly swerve it and it's not actually just a recreation of the first one yep also it's good to see Alison Brie in this I don't know what exactly where in the timeline is I feel like it must be mid-community this period. is what season three of community I think around then mm. I think yeah yeah uh and then also I love the the use of different cameras like obviously you've got all these web cameras going around and then he's also doing the live stream thing uh which seems very un i don't know if anybody ever did use the equipment like that I mean, what's he transmitting people- it to his phone it's a- old, yeah, mate's got- old mate's fucking founding twitch i was gonna say don't, don't say yeah. people don't do that when people literally walk around live streaming their lives it's this movie is a million times ahead of time ahead of itself <laughs> People literally do that on Twitch now, and they're some of the biggest stars. <laughs> All right. So, unsurprisingly, number one on our list, Scream. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you 
like scary movies. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs, and she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what? This me. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. You get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. He didn't make the rules. The police are always off track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Uh, released December 20th, 1996. Directed by Wes Craven. Written by Kevin Williamson. Starring Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, Jamie Kennedy, and Drew Barrymore. The sleep little town of Woodsboro just woke up screaming. There's a killer in their midst who's seen a few too scary movies. Suddenly, nobody's safe as the psychopath stalks victims, taunts them with trivia questions, then rips them to bloody shreds. It could be anyone. On a budget of 14 to $15 million, it made $173 million. Is ranked number one on me and Buddy's list and is ranked number two on Dylan's. Buddy, why is this your favorite screen movie? Fucking contrarian, Dylan. Um, why? <laughs> it's just, it is the best screen movie. It's where it all started. It's kind of revived the whole slasher genre. Uh, it spawns, I know what you did last summer. We get, uh, H2O, which is also Kevin Williamson as well. Um, it reinvigorates the, the horror genre by almost poking fun at itself and, and, and playing with it. Wes Craven making fun of himself even. Um, yeah, it's just, iconic the way it kind of you know the whole opening scene like you said it's synonymous with scream and and not just being like a scream thing but almost you know one of the best openings in horror period uh the whole the two killers the swerves ah it's just i don't know it's kind of hard to sum up in a quick little blurb but um that's just iconic all right tell them why do you hate scream (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here's this oh you're ranked at number two why do you hate it oh. um yeah obviously, so scream yeah but again, again like one of the greatest horror movies of all time everything buddy said uh it's sort of hard to talk about i guess the movie in 2023 especially if you're someone who's only just coming to the franchise after the new one and and don't fully understand i guess how big this was at the time and how much they baited the switcher like I don't feel like people could fully appreciate the whole Drew Barrymore on the posters as this lead, you know, everyone sitting down in the cinema thinking she's, you know, like she's the star it's of the movie yeah. and it's about her. She's been on all the posters. She's in the trailers. Everyone's been watching, you know, so, and then she gets killed. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you can, yeah, you really can't just put that into an understanding for like how it worked and how different that was for uh, horror movies at the time. So, I also just think I love the way that this movie shows that you can both. You, I feel like whenever people talk about like parodying and meta comedy, it always like falls under uh, comedy territory. And Scream shows that you can do those things while still doing a like a legit movie. You know, like it's not it's not a, it's not a dumb movie. It's a it's a legit horror movie that is both poking fun at and pulling apart the the 
the horror genre at the same time, which Wes Craven was more than happy to do uh, several times throughout his career, even with Wes Craven's new Nightmare. New where, Nightmare, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, cause I don't know if you know about this, actually literally like returned for, I think it's like the fifth or sixth, whatever it is, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, where it's set in real life with the original actress who was in the first movie, and Freddy starts haunting the actual actress. <laughs> I think I it's. It's yeah. very meta, but it just shows that Wes Craven was a dude who was very comfortable with both pulling apart his own movies as well as a genre that he loved and uh, adored. Yeah. So, yeah, um, one of a kind and obviously, yeah, super sad that he, you know, you know, couldn't live forever and keep making movies. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of the old-time classics. He's got, these, he's got these great characters that spawned all these sequels. We're still talking about it however long how many years it is now 25 years plus later um it just goes to show that it, it, it is the slasher to me i know for some people you know halloween or whatever is their go-to like it is the slasher but scream to me is just the quintessential slasher movie like no one to, to me ghostface is that's the guy that's or whatever like them it's the guys a, know, the guys yeah <laughs> it's that is the slasher character it's to me it's not jason it's not Mike Myers, it's 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 Ghostface. God, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich absolutely kill it in this, hundred yeah. percent. And one thing you touched on before that I really like is that Wes Craven, he's like poking fun at the genre and and all the tropes and everything, but um, he's never, I feel like he's never insulting your intelligence as someone who likes horror movies in this as well. Yeah, no, other movies you like, yeah, that would do that. So it's not it's not a non-horror genre person making a movie making fun of the genre it's a it's a through and through genre fan who might who has made some of the biggest horror genre movies you know be that bloody nightmare on elm street through to whatever else and they're fully capable at pulling apart and critiquing stuff them, themselves which is really good and i don't feel like you could say many people are able to do that as directors or or of any or even like writers book writers whatever you know so yeah, obviously, classic, great opening, uh, very tense. I think the key thing is it's just really smart. Like, the whole plan that they set out is like, yeah, that's kind of foolproof. Like, they set up these motors. Uh, they, they The motivation is quite interesting. It's like, you wanted to kill uh, Sid's mom because <laughs> she, uh, you know, she was fucking his dad. <laughs> That seems like a reason to go after him. Um, yeah. And it just goes to show you should follow your gut instinct. It was him all along. You know, she she had him right. Had him pegged. She was staying away with you. Had him, lo- had him locked up. Yeah. Had him locked up. But then, you know, you have to let him back into your life. Uh, which is also an interesting twist in 4 that I didn't mention of setting up the boyfriend to be the killer. And, like, you think it's definitely going to be him, but it's not. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, all the different characters. You've got Dewey and... Uh, uh, Randy like setting up all the different rules and explaining everything, and then watching Halloween and <laughs> um, Gal Weathers being like this intrepid reporter who's trying uh to get this story. Um, really enjoyable. Some really interesting kills. Like obviously you've got the Rose McGowan in the <laughs> so good. <laughs> I don't know if that would actually happen. I I feel like those may might be the doors might be designed to stop when it suffers resistance these days uh, only because of rose mcgowan's death in this movie that they changed the design <laughs> maybe before 1997 it was yeah, like yeah. It was i don't like know things. but i never i never looked at a garage door the same way again after that yeah uh, i definitely respected and feared them a lot more than what no, i you're definitely not putting beforehand. a doggy door in the middle no way 
yeah, just really good and obviously very gruesome and bloody. Uh, yeah, the this the Matthew Lillard and uh, Skidoric partnership was enjoyable in their big reveal scene. Um, him accidentally stabbing him too much and a little woozy there. I think I'm dying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just everything Matthew Lewis says in this movie is fantastic. So, um, yeah, just uh, obviously setting just setting the groundwork for everything that would come over the next twenty five years. Uh, yeah, you can't kind of faultless. Yeah, even Henley Winkler being the weird, creepy principal <laughs> uh, has the shears cutting up the mask. That's psycho. Yeah. I haven't talked about. Um, because he's not Stanley, so he wouldn't support him. But Wes Craven has a cameo in all these movies, by the way. In five? No. He's we- he's actually wearing a Freddy jumper in, I think it's four or three. One of them. Yeah, like I, think it, yeah. I think he was walking on the set in three. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was also, like, the, the people, like, making fun of him in the school. That's, like, such a realistic thing that would happen in a school. Just being kids being dicks. Running around with a ghost face mask. The scariest thing is it could all be t- true, you know? Some psychic That's- could just get uh, choose to get a costume from anywhere and go murder a bunch of people. You watch the movie now as an adult, it's like more comedy than horror, but at the time, watching it, that was the biggest difference between uh, a Jason and Michael or Freddy, that this, holy shit, this could actually, this was so grounded that this could be real, this could happen, this could be something that's based on a true story. It literally could be your best friend. Believable, so. Um, yeah, that's how fucked up the world is. Because I, I don't know if it's gone to this, because obviously we know when, I can't remember if we went over this last time, I can't remember. Um, when did you watch this for the first time, buddy? Uh, so, don't know if it came out cinema here, but whenever it hit the video store initially, I think maybe straight to DVD, my pop brought it and then we watched it. <laughs> when it came DVD out. is a thing in 1997? <laughs> uh, fuck, it might have been VHS. Uh, yeah. it's probably It probably is VHS then. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, they're getting watched- taped in the store, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, so yeah, it's probably movie, probably so. it's probably that then. I yeah. watched it. I think it was grade six. Um, a friend uh, had found it at like the like the two dollars like chicken feed. I don't. I think that's just a Tasmanian thing, but um, it's like a cheap little store that have like two dollar dvds and he'd brought this movie just on a whim and watched it and he was telling me about it at school so i went and they sold it to me even though they shouldn't have because i was in grade six and it was ma or whatever and i brought it home and watched it and then my mum found it and was like irate <laughs> like yeah. she was so pissed off she's like how'd you even buy this and how'd you afford it i'm like mom it was two dollars at chicken feed. like it was, just, it was just yeah so it was a word of mouth like through school in grade six for it um and then my my dad stood up for it. he's like it's fine and i was like dad can you get me the other ones and he got me the rest so <laughs> he got me two and three <laughs> yeah what you put you would have been like 11 yeah i was like 11 i whatever. guess that's okay all right uh anything else on scream not classic love it classic just beautifully formatted and template for the rest of the films to come uh i guess coming back to Scream 6, we're a couple of weeks away. What are your hopes, dreams, expectations? Uh, I'll tell you my first thing, that I don't see any of the spoilers that are apparently going around the internet, um, and none of those come across my Twitter feed, so that would be nice. Yeah, Twitter's is broken. Twitter's too broken. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to cancel my account, because apparently you got to pay for 
two factor two authorization yeah. there. So, um, the, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> see how long that lasts. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like the most exciting thing for this is it's the other than three, it's the most outside the normal setting. I guess, which is exciting. So I'm like, okay, so we're trying this again. We're get, we're getting away from the the small town vibes and all these. Let's see how it goes this time around. And knowing that it's um, those two slash radio silence because I can never remember their names, but um, directing it and returning from the last one, I have such faith in them that I really, I, I don't, I honestly don't need to watch any more trailers. I don't like. I probably will because I can't help myself. I haven't watched that last TV spot that went around. So like, I don't need to watch anything. I don't need to know anything. I'm super excited. I don't know. I I think it's super interesting what they've shown so far with all the the costumes. So if that's, I still can't decide if that's someone collecting the real costumes because that's the that's the key point of discussion. Is it someone? collecting costumes from the actual killers or is it someone collecting like stab costumes because that's the the the, you you gotta we don't know what what it is to go there so obviously they're going down a road of a super fan either way um which i think is going to be interesting but no i'm just super excited knowing that the the film at least as far as i'm concerned is in really good hands with these uh with these directors yep buddy i have zero expectations um which is exciting i really don't know where they're going to go with it we have four characters that they gave a lot of time to in scream five and like develop them outside of your original three which is now obviously two or, or one if um sydney doesn't return with nev campbell and the whole pay dispute thing i'm really hoping that in some world that that was like a thing that they came up and set up in the media as a real thing knowing that sydney was always going to come back and have a part and they just planned that to throw everyone off that would be the most meta and scream like move if they did so part of me really wants that to be a thing um just for nev campbell's sake that that story isn't true and that they didn't come to that kind of thing but then another big part of me wants to kind of move on from those characters like i said they gave more time to the twins tara and sam as well um let's move on now with these characters and see what they've got Uh, i actually liked that the original three didn't get as much time in scream five so um maybe reverting back to the gale and sydney show might not be as good but um gale just dies in opening sorry gale dies in opening as long as they don't kill kirby off or make kirby the killer i don't think kirby i don't want that would be be the killer i'd hate that 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 would be a, a, a terrible thing um i don't want them to revert back to one killer as well um on number three that's the weakest scream and not just i don't think it was the weakest scream because of that decision but so much of the scream dna is having two killers so i think um to have you know two or even more killers is is a thing that works so um i don't like the idea that it's just one killer and we like to think that you can pop up kind of and be everywhere all at once so be like a hundred killers it's like the whole you know it's like batman (laughs) it's like it's it's like it's just like overkill it's like a Ghostface cell. Yeah. So yeah, um, don't kill Kirby. Go have multiple killers, and yeah, wow me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to experiencing my first scream in the cinema. Uh, yeah, just whoa. Uh, <laughs> That's a funny concept, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's going to play different. You know, but I won't won't be able to distract myself with things to get to a chance. Uh, <laughs> Um, but oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take the Sam character because obviously it ends five with her covered in blood and like very viciously stabbing Jack Wade. Yeah. Uh, and whether she wipes they- wipes the blood the same way that, um, Billy wipes the blood when he does it yeah. as well. 
I don't know if they'll necessarily go down the road of her becoming Ghostface in this movie, but that could be a direction they go in the future, which I think would be quite interesting to tell a screen movie from the perspective of somebody of the Ghostface killer. Um, that face, what's that movie? I can't remember. The fur, like um, Peeping Tom, I think. That's the, like the OG sort of like from the perspective of the killer sort of thing. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, I kind of hope they steer away from Sydney. You know, she's got a ha- she's got family. You know, let her be happy. She doesn't need to be involved with all these murders. You know, and clearly set it up for the next movie where they come and try and kill her family. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm keen to see where they go. I like the 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 super fan direction potentially, uh, or at least some sort of weird collector dude. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. Scream Six. Any final thoughts before I wrap things up? Screams all time. Get on it. You're probably on it already. But if you don't have it <laughs> out there as all time, you're tripping. Hashtag Team Kirby. <laughs> all right, let us know your expectations of Scream 6 and, of course, your Scream film rankings by letting us know on Twitter by going to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at What Do You Want to Watch, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Leave us five stars, and you can leave five stars. Uh, or visit explosion.com, check out our ranked uh, article or any of our news reviews and podcasts that we do. Uh, and if you like this episode, thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our cover page at explosion.com slash support. Thank you, buddy, for coming and doing this episode with us. Uh, people, of course, can find you on Twitter at BuddyWatson12, or they can find Radio Watson at Radio Watson underscore on Twitter or Instagram or all good, all podcast, good podcast services, services even the bad ones as well just any well podcast services yeah they can find like Radio fucking Watson buy two tin cans put some string together uh, put one against a wall you eat to the other you'll I'll, I'll find a way <laughs> alright thank you very much for listening until next time keep watching stuff I guess to the day in this very house a tragic story ended tonight a new chapter came to a close police do not have a lot of information right now as they are still collecting evidence as you can see this is a very active crime scene here an unknown number of fatalities